the Lord really got a hold of my heart when I was 16 years old, and he revealed his heart immediately by giving me a, a, a deep appetite for the Bible, for the Scripture. And so it's almost full swing because my testimony is I always thought I was a really good sinner, so I might as well take all of that energy I used to be a really good sinner into trying to become a saint by cooperating with God and His grace. I said, I'm an all-or-nothing person. I can't help it, so get over it. So when I was 16 and I came to the Lord and I encountered the Holy Spirit's power and the purity and the holiness of God began to just root out areas of compromise and sin and just gunk and funk in my heart. Am I talking to anyone today? with a common testimony. What's so funny is my daddy came home immediately. He started giving me yellow lined paper scriptures to memorize. And what's so funny is I don't even know where I got this. Okay, first of all. But I'm just testifying of the goodness of the Lord. I've been a man of God's word for 18 plus years by His grace. But just, but, but just you know, reading and writing and reflecting, journaling, but I have, for about the last six or seven years, been a digital Bible reader. How many digital Bible readers are there out there? I love you. I'm one of you. Raise your hand. Hey, we got iPads. We got iPhones. We got tablets and even some Androids. God can use people with Androids. He can reach them. And We're still praying for you, Peter, for breakthrough in the Spirit. <laughs> and all my other Android people, iOS. Um. And I've loved it. I have, th- I have like 3,000 notes. I'm not boasting. I only know it because it shows you how many you have on iCloud and stuff. But this year, for some odd reason, I found this on my desk. And though I am still digitalizing what I write, I have been, here's how simple my morning times have been. First of all, you should be taking notes because this is a game changer. Pre-make, yes, I am on the Daniel Fast, but there is grace for one cup of coffee a day. I'm just saying For all you legalistic people, quit judging me. Just kidding. This has been a game changer from before the beginning of the year, but certainly all January. I set my alarm for 10 minutes after I tell my coffee to start making my coffee. Come on, somebody, preach right now. So that when I wake up, I am met with the Lord's presence in a strong black cup of coffee. So all year. I set my coffee to go off at 5, my alarm to go off at 5.10. And this whole year, almost every day, I'm just giving you a window into my soul. I've woken up. We're doing our Bible reading plan. Who is tracking with us on the Bible reading plan? No shame if you're not. Raise your hand, though, if you are, just because I want to see who I'm talking to. That's awesome. Uh, We have those scannable all over your your, uh, handouts. They're all by all the doors. Jump in. And just start. You don't have to try to catch up. It's a super easy and beautiful. Who's just enjoying the word of the Lord this year? It's just been a good year. So after my, my alarm clock coffee and getting up early, instead of going digital this year, I, don't even, I just stumbled on it. I discovered this. And Did you know that it never has to be boring meeting and encountering the Lord in the secret? Let me say that again. It never has to be boring. It may not be fireworks every time, but when you ch- everyone say, change it up a bit. If it gets stale or crusty, if you're married, do you go to the same place the next week on your date? 
If it's stale and crusty, come on, this isn't a trick question. No, you spice it up. You change it up. How much more the Lord? So hurry up and finish the testimony. So almost every day, simple Bible, yellow-ruled, nostalgic when I was 16 notebook. Lord, what are you saying in your word? I want to treasure it. I want to obey it. I want it to become true of my life. It has been a guy who's followed, some of you followed him way longer than me. But man, I got to testify of the goodness of the Lord. It has been so good. So if you get anything, any takeaway today, pre-make your coffee, (laughs) set your alarm clock, and set your heart to encounter the Lord every day. Grab something to write with, your Bible, be it digital or physical. The Lord, I love Pastor Kate. Katie had an awesome one-liner about six, seven weeks ago when she shared. She said, you know, we never have to guess where God is. He told us, I'm in the secret. (laughs) You understand? Where do I meet with him? He's in the secret place. He's waiting for you. Come on, how many are excited? We have a God always ready to encounter us. All right, let's get into the Word. So last week, we, we, we declared Joshua 1 as kind of a framework and a paradigm over this year. And we talked about those unbelievable promises that God gave Joshua, Yeshua, that are actually fulfilled through Jesus, Yeshua, and the New Covenant, and through the Holy Spirit. And we all said amen. So if, if the promises were great, if the the abundance and the provision and the victory and the success was great in the Old Covenant, the Bible says that the New Covenant that Jesus has revealed through His life, death, and resurrection and has made real through the power of His Holy Spirit, it says the New Covenant is way greater to the Old. So when you and I read stories, like we're all in Genesis, if you're in the Bible reading plan, and you see these promises that God's giving these biblical characters, and you think somehow the generosity, the glory, the power of God's word and promise diminishes after Jesus, you need to have an awakening. What's cool about the Old Testament is a lot of the promises get skin wrapped around them so you can see what it looks like. Are you tracking with me? How many know it's easier to engage a story than just a theory? So in the Old Testament, as you learn and you go through Genesis with us, if you pick up on the Bible reading plan, everything we see in there is and is made true and empowered through Jesus in the Holy Spirit. So when we read these promises like we began the dialogue last week out of Joshua 1, every place you set your foot will be yours. Come on, how many want to claim that promise this year? That no one will be able to stand against you. Do I got any people who want to conquer and kick booty? How about this one? I'm always with you. I'll never leave you. How many want to never be left alone? Not for a second. Um, Be strong and courageous. And and so we zeroed in on, this is all review, and then I'm going somewhere, and we'll make quick work. So Joshua was a conqueror. Do I got any conquerors in the house? Those people who just want to, you want to take ground. What we looked at last week, at, by way of review, God gives Joshua no directions, militarily speaking, on how to take out the enemy. But he gives them very, very careful and specific instructions that if Joshua 
will be a leader that lead his people to have God conquer the land within them, they will have no problem conquering the land around them. So say that with me. Conquer the world within. You'll be able to conquer the world without. Conquer the world within. You'll be able to conquer the world without. Now, if you're a military general, okay, God, that's great. Hide the book of the law. I'll be strong and courageous. You'll be safe. But what do I do about the enemy? Come on, am I talking to any practical people out there? Come on, how many know he calls us to things we cannot pull off in our own strength? Joshua, you're going to lead the people like I was with Moses. I'm going to be with you. And he gives them these directions. Let's read it on the screen together. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. How often? On your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And then lastly, read this with me one more time. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This is the word of the Lord and God's people said, Amen. I mean, this is one of the best. But central to it is a lifestyle immersed in the words of God. Immersed. Everyone say immersed. Immersed. So, if my success and the trajectory of my life is directly correlated to my response to God's Word, it would probably be pretty helpful to figure out how we are to keep this book always on our lips. If you agree, say amen. If the success and the ongoing conquest and conquer and victory, am I talking to anyone that they want to see that this year like never before? If that, all of that is directly tied to keep this word always on your lips, then it's probably really, really, really important that we would learn and submit to the ways of God and how that's to actually become a reality. Keep it on your, on your lips. So this very, very quick review, because i got things I want to say at the end here. So how do we do it? Everyone say, how are we going to do it? First of all, read it. Everyone say, read it. Read it. Oh, gee. Read it. For all of you reader haters, you can listen to it. Come on, who do I have audio Bible listeners on their their run and writing? Man, that is awesome. It is to be read and listened to. How else? Pray it. Man, who has discovered the secret of, of reading and then praying and then going back to reading and praying? Anybody? If your prayer life is boring or bogged down or you don't even know what to pray, you try to, you try to like close your eyes for 30 seconds and you already run out of things to say. Am I talking to anyone besides myself? Read. Whatever it says about God, about humanity and His purposes, 
pray it back to God. You will have a prayer script and you'll never run out of things to pray. So how do I grow in never letting the book of the law, the word, the scriptures, I learn to read it, listen to it, pray it. Come on, somebody. you got to proclaim it. How many know sometimes you got to proclaim a truth of Scripture you don't yet see so that you speak to your spirit to believe it, and those who believe, all things are possible. And so sometimes, sometimes many of us, we read it and listen to it. We may even pray it, but there is a place in the Spirit where you're going through the valley of the shadow, and you've got to begin to declare over your life, I have a shepherd who leads me, and even the darkness is his light to him, and he sees me, he knows me, he knows where to find me, and he can get me through this valley. So some of us, we, you know, you don't have to tell a person in desperation to proclaim it. But some of y'all, there is breakthrough to be found if you'll start proclaiming the word of the Lord over your life, over your family. Hey, here's one I personally really love. Sing it. Okay, I'm just going to take a 10-second break. Check the score. I'm kidding. I'm not actually checking the score, you liars. Can I just show you? I'm just trying to be very practical. I was challenged this week to try to be more practical, and I received that challenge. Can I just tell you what I do sometimes in the morning? I know it's weird. I have these little backing pads. Doesn't that feel like awesome? Epic? My wife and I found a YouTube called Soaking Worship. It's just ambient, beautiful music just to play on YouTube. Sometimes in the morning, here's what I do. I'll play this on my chair. I wish you could see me. Maybe I'll film it someday. I just put it on my chest. I open my Bible. Someone pick a passage. Hurry up. Be still and know that I am God. Oh, be still and know that I am God. Blessed are all who take refuge in me. That's the last part of that verse. And I'll just sing it, monotone. I'm not going everywhere. Blessed is he who waits on the Lord. Isaiah 40. You will lift you up on wings like eagles. You will run and not grow weary, walk and not be faint. Come on. You want to know, man, I'm going to start crying. Woo. And I'm just trying to like show you. like, like. But yeah, Chad, you're a musician. Yeah, I just sang three notes around a scripture. How many have three notes in their repertoire? Come on, somebody. Everyone's got three notes. We are going to equip you how to do that. Guys, there's times when I'm driving. I'll just put that on. I got a lot of word in me. I'll just sing 1 John 1, 1 through 5. I can't tell you. I know I'm a musician, and I know that some of you may already disqualify yourself from the power of singing the word, but I will train you how to sing the word. It'll change your life. You just start singing it. There's something about, remember last, and then obviously singing it and memorizing it. I, I challenge people who always say, but you have a great memory, and what about us? And, and I, I challenge them to say, how many songs do you think you know cold right now? Come on, give me a number. Fifty? Thousands? God is going to unlock a blessing over our church. I just declare it right now. When we mix worship, word, and prayer... And we mix that with singing, we will become a people that never let the book of the law depart from our lips. I just declare that right now because I'm, man, I'm all, just all emotional. The singing of it and the memorization of it go hand in hand. And then for all you people out there, I love you people, 
How else do you never let it leave? You study it. How many know we are the most spoiled generation? I don't mean that in a diminishing way. We have access to everything. And there is a grace. There is a grace when you do. You take it, you read it, and you say, you know what? How many have ever been invited into a pursuit of the depths of the wisdom and knowledge of God when you just started and you said, i got to know more about that? Someone raise your hand. And you went on a quest to study it. How many know God loves when we go on a quest to study it? He loves it. And you know what? We talked about this last week. You want to know the, great, the greatest way to receive greater revelation? Obey what you already know. Come on, someone say obey it. Obey it. I, 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 I said this a couple weeks ago, our last prayer and worship night. Um, obedience is the miracle grow of the kingdom. Say that with me. Obedience is the miracle grow of the kingdom. And then this quote has just marked my life, and I want it to become a mandate over our church and our life. A congregation which is full of life speaks, prays, and sings daily together. And is a light fortress against the continual danger of lukewarmness. And you can substitute congregation for family. Or friendship. Or workplace. Come on somebody. Who would not want that to be true of their life? Full of life. Full of life. God has given us the keys to unlock that reality, beloved. To be full of life. To be full of life. Oh, we could go home right now and I'd be happy. The Lord wants His Word, His truth to be the prevailing and predominant influence over our church and over our lives. He wants us to be, we talked about, you know, what meditation was last week by way of review. It was that God's ancient people would kind of a low-level, guttural, monotone, they would meditate, they would speak the words they're reading. And We talked about what would it be like if the low-level white noise, anyone know what I mean by white noise? You know that light in your office? Come on, I don't want to bring up old wounds that you've already been healed of. You know that buzz? Raise your hand at me if you understand what white noise is so I can get off the topic. Thank you. Everyone knows what white noise is. When I picture a community that sets their hearts to meditate on the word. What if the white level noise of our lives was God's word? I'm with you. I'll never leave you. Come on, somebody. He's just annoying. Greater is he who is in you than he was in the world. You're more than a conqueror through Christ who loves you. Come on, beloved, this can actually be true. The white level, no, white noise of our lives, if we'll heed his word, could be his word. And so it, Paul tells the church, 
these directions. These are just, this is just good teaching. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, what? Be filled with the Spirit. The result of being filled and under the influence of the Spirit, look at this. Because this is about influence. Everyone say influence. The influence of wine leads to selfishness, the deterioration of relationships, of family fabric. This is why he compares the two. But the influence of being filled with the Spirit leads to what? We speak to one another with psalms. Now what's a psalm? Not a trick question. Shout it out. It's a song. It's an actual psalm. What is it about some of the psalms that really resonate with our hearts? Psalms describe a journey. Everyone say journey. Tears are my food all day long. David, you big crybaby. My soul is dry like a desert. It's a psalm. But then what does he do in that same psalm? Oh, I remember. I used to go to the house of the Lord. I used to meet with God. Oh, my soul. Put your hope in the Lord. Oh, he'll never leave me or forsake me. Come on, how many know the Spirit wants to release psalms, modern day psalms and written psalms that describe the journey of overcoming obstacles, of overcoming fear, overcoming sin, and the, that psalm of testimony. Come on, I'm preaching now. I'm not trying to preach. The Spirit, listen, the Spirit is a conquering, conquesting Spirit. He wants to release psalms of tra- of tra- where the tragedy becomes triumph because we kept our eyes on the prize. The Spirit is the Spirit of victory. Spirit of wisdom. I love, okay, anyway, hymns. What are hymns? Be thou my... It is that. But hymns are anthems. Everyone say anthems. Anthems of hope. Of truth. Reminders that God is for us and with us. Man, I tell you what, even this morning, none of you were in here, but God, He was here. And then everyone was kind of out, and it was just the musicians. We just kept playing, and we started singing a hymn about nothing can separate us from the love of God. It was pretty cool. It's an anthem. And then songs from the Spirit. What's a song from the Spirit? From your heart, praise. I love this. This is all teaching I've learned, this part, especially. Songs from the Spirit. In the ancient days, when the king or the ruler over a region or area wanted to get out his decrees and his edicts and his, um, his agenda for that season or for his dynasty or for his empire, he would take all the musicians and he would deliver a message because of the power of worship and message how many know, you just want to look at what the, the culture believes, listen to its songs. And so what would happen, this song from the Spirit, again, I've learned by, by, by listening, uh, the song from the Spirit is, the Spirit wants to lead us into the very heart of God, that just like in the old days when a king would give a message to the musicians, and then what they would do? They would go to the pubs and the villages and they would sing the song from the king. Songs from the Spirit are an in-the-moment revelation, reality, what's on the heart of the king being released to the people of the king. How many know we need songs from the Spirit? I don't... Hey, the Bible is amazing. I want to know what was said, but how many know the Bible did not replace the third member of the Trinity? He continues to speak by His Spirit. Now listen, when He speaks by His Spirit, He never betrays His Word, and we all said Amen. 
But there are songs and messages. We're talking about how to never let the book of the law, the word, the scriptures, the ways and the will and the, way, the works of God. They're never to leave our lips. Come on, everyone say never. They're never to leave our lips. These songs from the Spirit are those who gather in the throne room of His presence. They hear His messages and they deliver them to the people. Okay. He just unpacks it by and he goes, here's how you do it. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the outworking of a Spirit-filled led people. Read 21 with me. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Beloved, this is what we are resolved to become as a people this year. A people that when we speak, we learn not to just fly off the... We want to become a people who are immersed and transformed by God's powerful, shaping, and forming word. Come on, who wants to see that culture become a reality in this place? I won't go into this. It's about the same thing. Paul repeats himself a lot. That's why I love him, because I'm thick-headed. Right. Let the message of Christ, same exact, listen, teach, same, 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 same. Everyone say same, 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 same. So here's my question for you. Who feels stuck as it pertains to getting into God's word? You don't have to raise your hand. There's something in me as a pastor that I constantly battle, and it's this. Now, by the Spirit, I listen and I pray and especially during fasting. How many, prayer, how many have just found yourself listening and tuning into God more in these last few weeks? It, it's, not a, it's not like a, a, a race or a competition, but man. But one of the things that constantly is brought to my attention by, by the Lord is, is I really want to know where our people are at so we can, so we can help each one take their next step. Everyone say next step. And so, one of the, one of the things that is always on my heart and has, always, has been really been in my prayers for the last couple weeks since the year started was, God, I pray that every time our people turn their hearts to you, that you encounter them with your love. But how many would say, just out of a place of honesty, man, it's really, really hard for me to, like, get into it. Anybody out there? It's just tough. It's hard. It's hard to, I'm so busy. Do I got any busy people here? Your plates are full. You're bogged down. You're going through life, difficulties, adversities. And I just, I really, really, really want to be helpful today. I want to show you that you can live a life where you regularly hear God speak. Who wants to live a life where you regularly hear God speak? 17 people are going to get their wish because they just clapped. I counted. I heard. 17. So I just want to, I just want to, I will provide an email or a Facebook this this is a very practical teaching, and I pray there is nothing that catalyzes a relationship with God more 
than regularly realizing He's with you. Nothing stirs your heart to pray or to read or to obey or to abide or to share or to go or to witness. Nothing catalyzes that reality of life in God than when you are aware, not just in theory, but God is with me. How many know we can know that He's with us? So, the way God speaks today. Buckle up, because i got to finish fast. So everyone buckle up. Come on. There is one story in the Bible. I probably shared parts of this. So it might be review. I don't care. I've shared it in a small group before. It is one of the best things the Lord I feel like I've ever seen about the ways God speaks. It's in Acts chapter 8. We're talking about becoming a people that never let the book of the law depart from our lips. So let's go. Buckle up. Acts chapter 8, 26. I'm not going to give a lot of backstory. Don't have time. You can read it. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go towards the south to the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. It's a wilderness road. Philip is one of the first believers in Jesus who is filled with God's Spirit. And an angel gave him directions. So one of the ways God speaks is through angels. Has anyone had an encounter with an angel before? Don't worry, I won't think you're weird because they are actually real and they actually communicate and talk and deliver messages from God. You can't, if you're reading the Bible plan, Genesis and Luke is what we're going through. How many angelic visitations are there in Luke chapter 1 and 2 alone? Like five, I think-ish. So God speaks through the angelic realm, Psalm 103, to deliver messages of salvation to those who will inherit salvation. Amen. Everyone say, God speaks through angels. It's in the Bible. Amen. So he got up. If an angel gives you a message, you probably ought to listen. Just saying. Anyhow, and he went. Everyone say, went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, a queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. Very important person. He had come to Jerusalem to worship, and he was returning home, seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. So, here's a guy. He's not, his ethnicity is not Jewish. He's not part of the, the Israelite community. But how many know God, from the beginning, has desired to draw the nations to himself in worship and obedience? And so here's a picture of this, this very important high official coming to Jerusalem to try to find out about the God of Yahweh, of Israel. So, Second way God speaks. Are you ready? God speaks through the gathered community. Everyone say, gathered community. There are ways that God speaks corporately that are really hard to experience privately. Why? Because God is actually a community of persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we believe that God speaks through the gathered community. How many have heard a word from the Lord in a, in a, in a, in a gathered context where we came together to worship? Now, the Bible says he was reading from the prophet Isaiah. The primary way, not the only way God speaks, he was reading Isaiah, is through the what? The scripture. So we're, on, we're up to number four. Come on, how many know, i got to know these truths so I won't live under the lie that following God is boring or that I'm somehow dull or deaf or God is far. These are all lies from the devil. He is with you, he's for you, and he's always speaking. 
And if you and I will learn and submit to the Spirit, we will realize, oh my goodness, He is really after relationship with me 24-7. Thank you, Samuel. You're helping me, baby. Then the Spirit said to Philip, go over to the chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it, and he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you understand what you are reading? Who's ever been there when they read a passage? They're like, I don't know. Am I the only one? Okay, look at this. We're up to number five on the ways God speaks. God speaks through the Holy Spirit, and we all said amen. The same Holy Spirit that when God spoke in Genesis 1 and brought order to chaos, beauty out of... The same Spirit that empowered and anointed the authors of the Scriptures and to inspire them to write their text, their letters, their poem, their prophecy. Listen, when there was the canonization or the closing of Scriptures in the 300s A.D., the Holy Spirit did not leave the world. There are many tribes and traditions and denominations that they think the Bible replaced the Holy Spirit. That is not true. Are you tracking? I love the Bible. That's the primary way God speaks. But the Spirit, if the Spirit doesn't infuse the text and the heart and the eyes and the ears and the life of the reader and the listener, it just remains a text. We need the Holy Spirit to speak. Can I get an amen and I'll move on? Okay, that's a hot one for me. And I'm a Bible dude. That's the primary way. The Spirit will never contradict the Word. Everyone say that. The Spirit will never contradict the Word. So I'm not. But how does He speak? Through impressions. Anyone ever got an impression that you did not dream up on your own and it was the Lord saying, hey, do this? It happens all the time. The still, small voice. Any, any still, small voice people that have voices in your head? Okay, good. We'll pray for you later. Pictures. How many have ever just been with somebody and the Lord gives you a picture and you're like, I don't know what this means. And then you tell them and they weep or their heart is open and they can receive the love of God. Words of knowledge. You have insight about something, a situation, or someone's life that you did. There's no way you would have known, but when you spoke it, God unlocked something in their heart so they could receive His love. A word of wisdom. How many have found themselves up to their eyeballs in impossibilities, and then the wisdom came and you knew how to go forward? Prophecy. Inspired thought and inspired speech. Forthtelling and foretelling. Dreams and visions. Do I have any dreamers out there? The Lord says old men will dream dreams. Any old men that want dreams? Any young men that want visions and women? Woo! And then sometimes audible voice. Man, I, there's too many people. God speaks. Everyone say God speaks. So he speaks through the Spirit. How many know the Holy Spirit wants to talk to us all the time? All right, hurry up. He replied, how can I understand Isaiah's passage unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in his chariot and sit beside him. So look at this. We can't miss this one. This is so important. God speaks through people. I just haven't heard from God. Well, how's your community life? Oh, I like just to be alone and it's just me and God. That's a recipe for failure. I'm not saying don't be alone, but you know how, much, how many times in my life God has spoken through someone else who had a word from God that I needed to hear? 
I love the, the eunuch. He said, how am I supposed to know what this means unless someone guides me? Guys, God wants everyone in our ch- church connected with other people who are pursuing his kingdom so that we are constantly on a quest of discovering what God's about, what he's doing, what he's saying. And then sometimes God gives us the privilege to hear something for someone else and we get to help them on that journey of discovery. So God speaks through people. Everyone say, he speaks through people. I think we're up to number seven. (laughs) Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. I love it. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter and like a lamb, silent before its shear, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And just to reiterate, so you don't think I'm crazy, the scriptures are the main and the primary way that God speaks to us. I like to say it like this. The more word you got in you, the more the Holy Spirit has readily available to access and to riff off of. Does everyone know what I mean by riff? We're playing a progression. And then the lead guitarist. That's a riff. Becoming a person of the written word by abiding, by memorizing, by singing, all the other things we said. You are giving the Holy Spirit a ton of stuff to riff off of so that he can trust you when he speaks to you because he knows you're going to filter it through the word that is in you. That's good preaching. It's like rhythm guitar. You can't have, it's annoying when guitar, everyone, oh my gosh, I'm going to preach about musicians for 10 seconds. Everyone starts. Why don't I just show it to you? Every guitar player starts. Every one of them. I don't care who they are. They start like this. And you always know a beginner guitar player because they always overplay. Everyone say overplay. The sign of maturity, this will preach, man, is not what you can do in the realm of overplay, but what you can do that makes sense for the song and serves the greater purpose of those in the band. Come on. <laughs> so, 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 when we become a community that wants to be word-centered and spirit-filled, the more word we got in us, the less, the less we have to manufacture or compete for anointing or position or spot. We're allowed, then when the Spirit speaks in alignment with the Scripture, we're able to bring that little lick, that little riff that brings life to those around us. We have to have a foundation of the Word. Everyone say it. I've got to have a foundation in the Word. I've got to have a foundation in the Word. I've got to learn how to play rhythm before I can play the riff. Man, that's a good word. That's happy. Those are cool. <sighs> Hurry up. We're almost done. Here, here it is. The eunuch asked Philip, about whom is this Isaiah passage, this lamb that's led to the slaughter? I don't know who it is. Is the prophet talking about himself or about someone else? Jesus. Then Philip began to speak. And starting with that scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. I will, I will go to my grave, I will go to my grave with this burning in my heart. The primary way God speaks to us is through the glorious gospel of King Jesus. 
It's through the gospel of Jesus. The ultimate message that he has released to a sin-sick, broken and bound humanity is that there is liberty, healing, redemption, salvation, reconciliation through Jesus Christ and him alone. Listen, Jesus is quite literally the word of God made flesh. So what do I don't know, I'm not hearing from God. Go to Jesus. Look to Jesus. He is, he is the prototype. He is all of God's intentions, all of God's thoughts, His wisdom, His ways, and His will wrapped up in skin and bone so we could relate to Him. What does He lie? I can't hear Him. Look at Jesus. And God continues to speak through Jesus. The Bible in all of its entirety points and leads us to Him. I don't have time, so I'm going to go. And I've said that before. As they were going, they said, look, here's water. (sighs) What should prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop. Both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water and Philip baptized him. God speaks to us through sacraments or those practices that are sacred and infused with his grace and spirit. How many remember their baptism and it was like God crashing? Anyone have that? Just, it was a, it was a, Line in the sand, he spoke to me. How many, when you take the Eucharist or the Lord's Supper, there's a special grace that the Lord speaks to you. He communicates his heart, his sacrifice, his love. So what I wanted to do is to tell you, if we're going to be a people that never let the book depart our lips, we want to be a people with the foundation in the word. I want to encourage you that we, the reason we do this and then we just looked at the t- other 10 ways God is always talking, is I want to declare war as pastor of this church and a member of his family over this region is that it is never, it doesn't have to be boring or dull to pursue a life of God, with God. It doesn't have to be rote and It can be living and vibrant and dynamic. You may have troughs and valleys. No, sorry, you will have troughs and valleys. I've followed them long enough. But we serve a God who is always faithful to uphold his word, his promises, and his end of the deal. He wants to invite us to become a church soaked, saturated with his words. So how do we do that? One day at a time. Whoa, Chad, read it, sing it, pray it, proclaim it, all the other it's and the things and the, the ten ways he speaks. I just love that story. It's good theology and it's helpful. But how do we get there? Everyone say one day at a time. In my devotions this morning, on my yellow notepad, in closing, we get there one day at a time. I would read if I could read my handwriting. How do we conquer the battle within so that we can conquer the battle without? I find it so significant. If you go on in the book of Joshua, there are 31 kings he defeats. One for every day. Come on. How many know God is not after momentary victory? He's after overcomers to the very end. You become a person of the word where it never leaves your lips. And because Jesus fully obeyed it through his spirit, you can begin to walk in obedience and victory. Ah, 
31 kings, one for each day. How do we get there? Every day. Come on, everyone say every day. Why is it important to have an everyday, moment-by-moment perspective? Four things in closing. Because today is always the day that God wants to show up and save. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Today is the day of salvation. And because today there is grace to conquer and overcome, today I don't need to worry about tomorrow because today He wants to save, heal, restore, and deliver. Today is the day of salvation. Hebrews 3, all these are today's. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts and encourage each other towards obedience and faith. Everyone say, today is the day of encouragement. Today is the day of hearing his voice. And today is the day that with God's help and my brother and sister's help, I'm going to encourage those around me to conquer. That's today. In the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread, both natural and spiritual. How many are thankful He provides for us materially and He provides for us in the Spirit? Both are equally easy for Him. Give us this day our daily bread and I'll take it a step further. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of my Father. When we say give us this day our daily bread, He's going to empower us to obey what God has for us on that day. And then it always goes down to this. Choose today who you will serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. But Chad, what if I, what if I forgot to be strong? And don't worry, because each new day, His loving kindness is new every morning. Every morning, I don't know if that's good news to some of you, but that's really good news for me. Because every day, every day, I need the fresh rain of His mercy and His help and His love and His healing. Because how many know it's a battle every day? But there's a way for victory if we will look to Him. Stand up on your feet with me. Next week, we're going to even go even more practical and release some emails and Facebooks on how to, how to have breakthrough in the Word. How many, how many heard God today? Just encouraged with His Word or His truth or His Spirit? Everyone say, God speaks. God speaks. Come on, God speaks. God speaks. I want to hear it. And I want to respond to it. With His help and His Spirit. So Lord, I just thank You for our spiritual family today. Thank You for this journey through the Word there's so much. It's endless. It's boundless. Thank you that you're a God that speaks. And why do you do that? Because you're a God that's after relationship. You're a God that is so devoted to having a people on the earth who look like, love like, serve like Jesus, the Word made flesh. And we thank you, Lord, that, that the victory that Yeshua Joshua won and was soon lost because of the rebellion and disobedience of those after him, the victory that Jesus, our King, has won means perpetual hope and victory and overcoming every moment we look and rely on him. We thank you, Lord, that your covenant, your promises, your word are our very hope and life. And I ask God right now that you would release revelation that you're a God who speaks. I gave my best little teaching about it, but now I'm relying upon you, Lord Jesus, to cement this word in the hearts of our people. 
that I serve a God that wants to talk to me, who wants a relationship with me, not just for me, but for the sake of those around me. Lord, I pray that you would just pour out revelation and insight when our people set their hearts to seek you, that, Lord, they would find you in the morning, they would find you at noon, and they would find you at night. Lord, I'm crying out. I can't preach our way into it. It is a work of God. And Lord, I thank you that you are capable, you are able, you are willing, and you desire in this place to have a group of people who are alive in the love and in the power of God, revealed in the Scriptures, made real in Christ, and made readily available in the power of the Holy Spirit today. God, I cry out for that for our church and our people. That we wouldn't get bogged down. Well, I can't be like him or her. But we would have revelation that it starts today. It starts today. It is a, it is a crawl before it is a walk. It is a walk before it's a run. It's a run before it's a sprint. It's a sprint before it's a marathon. But Lord, there is grace for every phase of the journey. And so Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus, you would release grace over our church to become a Joshua 1, 7-9 conquering church with the book of the law, the word written on our spirit. And we would become a people that obey it, that live it, that love it, that share it, that show it. We love you, Jesus. Fill our family to overflowing today. And we give you all the credit for every good thing comes from you. And we all said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, guys.